This is Toastcaster, your communication leadership and learning lab, with your host, Greg Gazin. Episode 123, $10,000 a month Google ad grant for nonprofits, with our guest, David Rees. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of Toastcaster, your communication leadership and learning lab. This is Greg Gazin. We have another exciting guest today, David Reese. He's with ConnectAd, a Google Grants management firm, and he is a Google Ad Grants certified professional. His team is based in Toronto, but David is in Edmonton. His team has worked with a plethora of nonprofits, and he's helped them generate over $10 million in free marketing every year. David Reese, welcome to the program. Hey, yeah, thanks, Greg, for having me. Glad to be here. Well, I'm glad you're certainly here. Recently, I attended a session at ATB Financial, and it was talking about Google Grants, how to get and use $10,000 per month of free Google advertising. And after listening through your session, I thought, this is really something that our audience needs to hear. Maybe not everyone is part of a nonprofit, but they might belong to an organization or they might know someone who's a nonprofit that can be able to take advantage of this type of free advertising and free marketing. So $10,000, of course, sounds really great. Maybe tell us a little bit about this grant. Absolutely. And like you said, um, whether you are working for a nonprofit as an executive director or in a marketing communications or development capacity, or you volunteer for a nonprofit or you serve as a board um, you know, there's, you know, the classic six degrees of separation. I think with nonprofits, it's probably about three or four. I think everyone uh, you know, knows of one or participates in one. So it is a really fantastic opportunity. Uh, and just like anything, especially in the nonprofit sector, you know, the better you understand it, uh, I think the more the nonprofits will be able to really take advantage of it. So what it is, uh, Google gives eligible nonprofits $10,000 a month in free AdWords uh, or known as Google Ads. Um, so, of course, they're not giving you $10,000 a month in actual money, um, but it's $10,000 of AdWords credits so that you can build uh, advertising campaigns to be listed in the Google search results, also known as you know, PPC, pay-per-click advertising, so that every time someone clicks on that ad, which could be an ad for recruiting volunteers or an annual appeal or a gala event or an email subscription campaign, you don't have to pay for those clicks. And those clicks are covered by that 10K budget. And it's a lifetime grant, so that 10K is every single month. And as long as you keep the account, uh, the account active and compliant based on Google's program criteria, you never need to reapply. So really fantastic because you can use that budget to then run various campaigns all at once or depending on the time of year and your strategy as a nonprofit to drive people to your respective landing pages for them to take action. Well, that sounds really good, but I'm, one thing that came to mind is Google makes the bulk of its revenue from advertising. Why are they giving it away? Yeah, great question, and one that comes up often in the webinars we run and the in-person workshops, uh, the one that you attended in the summer. Really, you know, what we've found, especially because we're a certified professional, which I'll explain a little bit what that means, but we have a more direct line with the Google for Nonprofits team. Um, they want to give nonprofits the ability to you know, participate in advertising without having to you know, pay the amount to do it. Also, Google knowing that nonprofits often don't have the time or experience or expertise to engage in SEO, 
So this gives them an opportunity to do SEM, right, search engine marketing, rather than you know spending lots of time optimizing their website for maybe minimal results. Also, uh, it's a great uh, way to introduce nonprofits to uh, Google Ads, uh, which then later on those nonprofits might also choose to do a paid campaign, you know, based on what the Google Ad Grant can do for you, but also what its limits are. For example, there's no display or banner ads; those would be paid campaigns. You know, long story short, I would say you know Google's doing it, you know, as a uh, kind of give back program for nonprofits, also to support them, you know, and, and be a, a player in that space that they're doing good and doing well. Uh, simultaneously, you know, they want to keep people, you know, in the search engine and also have quality advertising, which, you know, ensures this because of the program criteria. And lastly, like I said, I think it's a great uh, lead gem even for them to introduce nonprofits who often are on a little bit of the slow side, uh, you know, in terms of adopting digital marketing techniques to uh, let them know that this is a way you can do this and get introduced without having to pay anything. Uh, you know, and you never, I mean, you never need to pay anything. You could not choose to do paid ads ever, or you could be a nonprofit and say, wow, this is really working for us. Let's look at these other options as well to build out our strategy and our online presence. That sounds really good. So it's great that Google's becoming a corporate citizen, helping out the nonprofits, but at the same time, hopefully down the road, they might think they might be able to generate some, some advertising. Now you mentioned nonprofits, but I'm assuming it would not necessarily be all nonprofits. There's sort of some qualifiers. Can you share a little bit about that? That's correct. So the eligibility component, and just keep in mind, obviously, um, you know, individual nonprofit cases uh, you know, will vary. Um, mm-hmm. So this is a general framework, but there are some that can be eligible, even though it seems that they aren't. But the general criteria is number one, you need to be a registered nonprofit. So Google has a list of 50 plus countries where you have to be in one of those countries to be eligible for the ad grant. Uh, and then you also need to be registered, right? So in Canada, that could either be uh, you know, as a charity or as a nonprofit organization. In the States, that would be the 501c3 designation. Okay. First step is you have to be actually registered. Number two, you need to have a website. And that web- website needs to be somewhat of a high quality. So the content and the landing pages needs to be organized to a certain degree that you know would allow for the campaigns to run well. Also, you need to have it secure. For example, you know HTTPS is a requirement. So again, most nonprofits have a website, and most are organized pretty well. But there are some that aren't. And then in that case, you know Google might say in the application process, you need to fix these things before you know we give you the grant. And then finally, as long as you're not a school or a hospital, so an educational or a medical institution or a government entity, you are eligible. So that's the kind of filtering process. But with that said, if you're a hospital foundation or a school foundation, so a philanthropic arm, that aspect would be eligible. Okay, so how does Google check the registration as a nonprofit? Do you send in your number or do they have to have some kind of a process for that? You know, in terms of the application process, to get a good sense of if you might be eligible, I would recommend applying for Google for nonprofits also known as G Suite. So it's the platform of free Google tools for nonprofit organizations. And if you get accepted into that right away, approved, then you would be pre-qualified for the grant. So that's a good way to, to see, first and foremost, um, you know, if you would be eligible for the grant. And then the actual application process, once you have Google for Nonprofits, yeah, there are a couple components. You need a validation token from TechSoup Canada. So it's another free platform. Highly recommend TechSoup uh, and that validates you as a nonprofit. So yeah, it's a couple pieces. Basically, you have to you know have your number, 
submit that to TechSoup, you get a token, and then in the Google Grant application, you're able to then submit that, the number, the TechSoup token, you know, give the website all of that that it asks for you. So that's a key component that the application is not awarded based on merit. So you're not writing, you know, an essay or having to answer questions based on why you think you would be a good recipient. There's no limit to how many grants Google gives out, nor is there a deadline to apply. So that's very different, even though it is called the Google Ad Grant. It's not like other grants in the sense that you're competing. So that's a big thing I think is important to highlight. Well, that's great because quite often you're competing. Sometimes you might be a small organization competing with the big guys, and they always have these deadlines that you have to meet. So it's good that there's no rush, of course. The sooner you get your money to work with, the better, but at least there's no deadline where you say, we have to get it done by this day, and if we miss the deadline, we're out of luck. Exactly, yeah. No, it's a rolling basis, and that's an encouragement I would give. And I speak to dozens of nonprofits every single week. You know, I would really encourage looking at your overall strategy and how you can use the Google Ad Grant, right? Because you know, there's some uh, poor experiences uh, where the nonprofit decided to rush into the ad grant just because they didn't have all the information, they didn't know there wasn't a deadline, you know, they thought they could do it on their own, they didn't really know what they were getting into, whatever the case is, they rush into it, and then it gets active, and then they don't realize that they don't have the capacity to manage it, or they didn't uh, outsource it, and then the grant over time can be deactivated, uh, and then maybe that person leaves the nonprofit, and then Another, you know, communications person a year or two down the line wants to use the ad grant and there's an account with the nonprofit deactivated tied to a previous email and all because of rushing into it. So that's one encouragement I would give is unless you really know that you have the pieces um, you know, in place to proceed, take your time and look at it with patience so you can really get the most out of it for your team. Super. Now, you mentioned TechSoup in Canada. What is that? And are there equivalents? Do you know of any other equivalents in other countries? I know you focus in Canada, but I'm just wondering, just for the benefit of some of our listeners who are outside of Canada. Yeah, so TechSoup Canada is a validation token. So you would need to do that even if you're in the U.S. Um, It just happens to be located actually in Toronto. Uh, and our team works closely with them. We've run a couple webinars with them as well. So TechSoup is a free platform with a lot of great resources for nonprofits. So the validation token is just one part of that that Google requires to have for the process. In terms of equivalent platforms, um, I'm not sure you know in other countries what that would be like. But for the sake of this conversation for the ad grant, even if you're in the States, for example, you still need that validation token. Now, you talked about ads. Now, for the people, perhaps some of our listeners may not be familiar with ads. There's AdWords, there's pay-per-click, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe if you could explain what some of these are and what kinds of ads are we talking about for the grant? Yeah, great question. The ad grant is specifically for Google search results. So Google search results is when you, you know, go to google.com or .ca and you type in you know, any combination of keywords, right? looking for a piece of content, information, or you know, something specific. When you type in those keywords, you know, so you could put in a local coffee shop or something, for example, you're going to have, you know, based on your area, you're going to have most often ads. There's going to be paid ads. And then there's going to be the organic listings. So you have the paid listings on the top and the organic listings at the bottom. Um, so these are all text-based ads. So the display and banner, like I mentioned before, those are visual ones and you can engage in those. You you have a a paid account. But for the Google ad grant, this is for those search result listings for the paid listings that appear above the organic listings. So you can be found in an easier fashion. 
In terms of the pay-per-click, the way that that works is if you were a business running ads on Google and you were listed in that paid ads portion above the organic listings, every time somebody clicked on your ad, you would be charged, right? That's where the term pay-per-click comes from. However, with the ad grant, because you have this free budget of 10K per month, each click is covered by that budget. And so it's simply just deducted from that overall $10,000 a month. Um, and so that's what the ads are talking about. It's only Google search results ads. So again, those paid ads that are everyone I think is familiar with that are listed right uh, at the top of the page, you know, that prime real estate, um, that's what they are. And that's how it works, you know, with the pay-per-click aspect is you never have to pay for any of those clicks that are driving people to a landing page to recruit volunteers or to donate or to sign up for the email list or buy a ticket to an event, et cetera. I was just thinking here, I, I mean, I get ads on my face all the time and I have to admit, I mean, I'll click if it's relevant or if it's something that's so compelling. Are people clicking on the ads and, and really, maybe this is beyond the scope of this conversation, but what compels people to click on the ads? Yeah, great question. So yeah, the data is you know overwhelmingly supportive of this. You have uh, approximately 300 million clicks per day on just the ads. Um, themselves of this paid ad. So there's about 4 billion Google searches per day. We were just reviewing this as a team this week. Um, and so then of those searches, you do have you know, hundreds of millions of, uh, of clicks on those ads. And why? Well, you actually mentioned it, relevancy. That's the biggest thing that both Google's looking for in terms of the quality score of your account, uh, but also the users. The more relevant the keywords are, you know, so you've done your keyword research correct and you've created a convincing text uh, of the ad that is actually relevant to what they're searching for. And finally, you have a landing page that people can then end up on that is consistently relevant with the previous two parts of the experience, which is the keywords and then the ad text. People will you know, then complete that conversion. But in terms of clicking on the ad, that's got to be with relevancy. Uh, and you said it yourself. And so that's why it's really important to do the proper keyword research whether that's geographic targeting or knowing, uh, you know, the combinations of keywords that people are looking for based on the content you have on those pages, because that will prompt people to click if they know it's relevant to them. If it's not relevant, you, you could have, you know, the best keywords researched, but if you don't write, you know, convincing ad text, um, that will, you know, it will be for nothing. Okay, so you're giving us the concepts. I'm just wondering, could you perhaps give us an example or take us through an example of, a nonprofit, maybe something they did well, maybe something they could have improved on, and just take us through a little bit of that process as to how this works and how things would, would sort of unveil. Yeah, for sure. For example, a nonprofit, uh, we'll just take a, a theater, for example. Um, a nonprofit theater, and we've worked with a handful, both here in Canada and then in the U.S. as well. One that you know does it really well would be essentially looking at, say, they want to sell show tickets, right? That can be just one element of, you know, their overall strategy for Google ad grants. So this is the specific campaign. So that's what it starts with. You want to know, okay, what are we going to use the ad grant for? Right? It could be a number of things, but then you want to take each, you know, at a time and focus on that to, uh, you know, yield the best results. For example, the selling show tickets campaign would be one where they say, okay, this is exact action that we want people to take, which is selling these tickets to these shows. So you know you have the clear call to action and you want people to end up clicking that button on that landing page on their website. Dialing it back, they're going to look for keywords. And so this is going to be in the actual ad grant account. You have something called the keyword planner tool. And so you're going to look for keywords 
that show a high volume, and that actually shows that right in the planner tool. It'll show you the average monthly searches. You want to look at the combination of keywords that is tied to the content that you have on that page and it has a high volume of traffic and also low competition for maybe similar organizations. So the more you look at those keywords, specify the geographic area, um, because maybe you're very concerned about a specific area, or you maybe want to go broader. That's going to also affect the relevancy because you might have the best keywords and a great text for your ad created, but you're actually you know, not relevant for someone who's you know, 10 hours away from the theater and never is going to buy a ticket because it's too far, right? You see how that kind of works. You really have to understand who your audience is or who your multiple audiences are. Also something known as negative keywords. So in the case of this theater, they don't want people searching for movie theaters to find their ad because it's not relevant. So that would be someone who's looking for the latest, you know, Avengers movie. I don't know. They type in <laughs> theater ad. Maybe the nonprofit theater hasn't specified that negative keyword and that ad will show up. They might click it. Maybe, probably not because it's not relevant, right? So it's not a high performing ad. So you can use negative keywords to actually identify, no, we don't want our ad to be listed with searches that have to do with movies, right? Because we're, you know, a stage theater. Um, then you also can specify the exact match type of the keyword combination, you know, whether it's a one word keyword or a multiple phrase keyword, that's also known as a long tail keyword search. So very nuanced. And that's really important to keyword research because again, it goes back to relevancy, you knowing exactly what people might be looking for to get them to that content on your page. Then from there you have, you know, to write actually convincing ad text relevant based on the keyword, right? So if it's the landing page is a, 2019 2020 show season you know and the text has something to do with you know we've got the greatest shows okay that talks about something but it's not specific enough it needs to talk about maybe it's broadway musical or a stage show or come support your local theater right something that's actually going to uh, motivate people to complete that call to action based on what they're already looking for right which you know based on the keyword research and then finally bringing them to that landing page, that landing page also needs to have content and copy that is relevant to the previous steps in the journey because you can have keywords researched perfectly and you have an expert copywriter on your team and the ad text is convincing and it's funny uh, and it really you know, makes you want to click on it and it gets to a landing page and it really does not describe the experience that you almost were promised right in the ad, mm -hmm. then that's where also relevancy comes into play. And so that's where you want a landing page optimized for action. So it's a specific landing page dedicated to that campaign and that campaign alone, not a list of everything your nonprofit does, but specifically that when they end up there, they are more likely to complete that meaningful conversion, we call it, because you've already explained everything along the way. And the landing page is just a natural kind of conclusion to that buyer's journey. That also includes not having the button, whatever that call to action button is, not having that way buried at the bottom of the page or you know, a lot of text. Again, it's really more focused on an action, whereas a website overall is more focused on you know, exploration, which you can use the ad grant for too. Um, but that's where that whole relevancy component comes into is making sure that each step of the way that you have the right keywords, because you could have the completely wrong keywords and think your ad grant you know, account is not working for you, no, it's just because you haven't researched it properly. So that's you know, what I would recommend is take it one step at a time. Know what action you want people to take, right? So start kind of from the end there and then work backwards so you know which keywords to research 
and then how to phrase the uh, the ad text in a way that relates, you know, both the initial keyword research and then the uh, you know the concluding step on the landing page and hopefully a conversion action. This is an actual case. So this was a community theater. What keywords did they end up using? What kind of results did they get? So this one, uh, the San Francisco Playhouse. So they used yeah Playhouse Theater, you know Broadway shows, stage shows. You know they, again they chose high volume and low competition keywords. Um, and then, you know, specified, you know, the geographic targeting in you know, the San Francisco Bay Area, again, because that's going to be more likely for someone to buy a ticket because they're close. They're already looking for the theater, right? And so that's basically a, a good way to explain the ad grant is you're using this free budget to put your nonprofit out in front of keywords that people are already searching. They just don't know you exist yet because maybe they just don't know or you haven't done a good enough job marketing yourself at other platforms. But that's the advantage of the ad grant. They're already searching that. So now, basically connect that search with an ad for your nonprofit so now they know you exist. And this theater, yeah, they increased their ticket sales about $4,500 a month uh, directly through the ad grant, uh, which is really tremendous because that's ticket sales that could come from people that, wow, I didn't know this existed. You know, had I known two years ago, I would have been you know, going to shows since then, right? Again, they're already searching for this content. So now just connect your nonprofit to that content with the ad grant, uh, and you'll see that those you know, 300 million clicks per day uh, overall could be a new supporter, you know, a new you know, person coming to a show in this case, uh, a new board member, a new volunteer. Right? You don't know, uh, you know unless you actually you know, market yourselves properly um, using you know, the ad grant among other tools. It sounds like this exercise can be relevant whether you're working with grant money or actually whether or not you're doing your own paid ad campaign. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the same principles apply. The AdWords and the, and the Ad Grant, they behave a little bit differently, even with just the search result ads, but the principles would be the same. Keyword research, campaign structure, convincing, you know, incentivized ad text, and then also the ad grouping, right? You're not putting all the keywords in one. And so that's another aspect uh, in one group. Um, so I'll explain that aspect of relevancy as well. There's somebody looking, for example, for donation boxes, right? To donate used clothing. Mm -hmm. If somebody searches in the uh, Google search bar, donation box, okay? They're looking for the actual donation box. But maybe someone else searches, you know, what to do with used clothing. They might not know that a donation box is the option yet. So if you have all of your keywords, right, which could be donation box, used clothing, donations, cleaning out, used clothing, et cetera. If you have all of those in one ad grouping, you're not going to be able to break out those actually specific, you know, subtly nuanced differences between someone searching for a donation box and someone actually searching for what to do with used clothing. And then when you break them out, then you can have an ad text, even though it's getting them to the same exact landing page, right? They click on that ad, the landing page is the same but the ad itself is actually tailored to their search. And that's where relevancy is so crucial because if somebody's searching what to do with used clothing, if the ad pops up saying, find local donation box, okay, it's somewhat relevant, but maybe they don't know that that's the option yet. But if it says running out of closet space, here's what you can do, that's very relevant to that search. And so even though both clicks get them to the same landing page with the same nonprofit, you've actually tailored relevancy to increase engagement, clicks, and conversions. It's interesting you say that because a little while back I had a challenge trying to find a place. I had a whole bunch of textbooks that I wanted to donate, and I had the same challenge trying to find where can I get rid of them? How, who can I give them to? 
Right. And so if there was a nonprofit that did that, right, and they had, you know, the ad grant or even just a paid ad, right, let's just say either one, and had, you know, created a couple ad text variations for that campaign because that's what they were dedicated to, among other things, you'd be able to find that quicker because you might have, I'm not saying you did, but you might have tried different keyword combinations, right? Donate textbooks, okay, local textbook donations, right? We naturally, when we're looking for something, if we don't find what we're looking for, we will try different keywords. And so that's where the nonprofits using the ad grant need to be aware of that and have those different keyword combinations tailored so that the user does find what they want and it's relevant to their search and they can get involved. Because if you don't, another nonprofit might, or that user just might decide not to do anything and you've missed out you know, on an opportunity for engagement, which could be, who knows, you know, an annual donor in the end. In some respects, it sounds a little complicated. Is how easy can people do this on their own or what if they need some help? Yeah, absolutely. So it is, it is uh, complicated in the sense that it has different requirements to be able to do this successfully. Um, you as a nonprofit could get the ad grant account approved because the application process isn't entirely that difficult. Although, again, it is a nuanced approach that you need to follow the directions clearly on the Google for Nonprofits website. And you could keep it active, right? You could keep it above water, but it doesn't mean that the account is actually going to yield results. You could have it active, but spend 50 bucks a month of the ad grant. That's really not even worth your time to keep it active mm -hmm. um, because it's not getting you anything. Um, so it would roughly take, unless you have someone on your team who has a lot of ad grant or AdWords experience, uh, it's probably going to be two to three hours a week to start uh, in terms of to manage it and to keep it you know, actually active and yield you know, an ROI with a tangible impact, right? Because that's the most important thing here. Mm -hmm. The goal is not to spend 10K of you know, AdWords credits a month. That's not the goal. The goal is to use that budget strategically and creatively to then run campaigns, to drive clicks, to then ultimately drive conversions. Because that's the impact that you as a nonprofit executive director or board chair, or even if you're the marketing communications lead, that's what you want. You want tangible impact, uh, not just clicks. Um, so it's probably going to be uh, three, two to three hours a week to start, you know, especially if there's a little bit of that learning curve. Over time, that time will reduce you know, if you uh, dedicate some time to you know, training. Uh, we have a, a free uh, nonprofit marketing blog that our team uh, you know, puts together and curates with a lot of great information. If you realize, you know what, this is a great opportunity. We just don't have the time or the energy to throw at it, nor do we want to. Um, there are you know, uh, a list of 40 certified professionals, uh, agencies, and ConnectDad is one of them. So we're one of two companies in Canada certified by Google for the work that we do. So we have a direct line with Google for Nonprofits. We're held to a higher standard because we participate in private office hours and private forums to learn best practices and to get meetings with the Google for Nonprofits team. And so we, along with these 39, excuse me, companies uh, worldwide, you know, we provide really great options. If you're a nonprofit that recognizes we want to do this, but we just don't have the time in-house. Um, and so you would uh, hire us to take everything off your hands. We uh, have a 100% success rate with the application. And then you would have a dedicated account manager taking all of you know, the campaigns that you're looking to run, all of the goals that you want to achieve, and we do all of that technical work. So it's a great option for nonprofits that see the value in this and just recognize that time and energy that they would throw at it would not yield the results that we would be able to provide. So it really comes down to, and I'm, I'm this transparent with the nonprofits you know, that I speak to because I want to make sure that they succeed and know 
you know, what they're getting into and have the right information at their disposal to make a decision. It's really time, energy, and money, or, you know, we can call it budget. It sounds like organizations have a number of different options. So if they're interested, how can people start? Where's the first place that they can go? And if they need some help, how can they reach you? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're an organization that you, you know, think you're eligible or you're an organization, you know you're eligible, either one, and you're looking for more information, you know, I would go to google.com slash nonprofit uh, as the starting point to learn a, a little bit more about, again, the G Suite, which is a prerequisite for the ad grant and also just a great platform you know, on its own. Um, so look at the uh, Google for Nonprofits website. It'll have you know, the Google ad grant information there. So that will be a good you know, high-level information. Also then, you know, recommend uh, reaching out to me. You can email me, david at connectad.ca for any questions specifically. We can set up a time to chat because I would really encourage, again, that assessment, which I could help you conduct. And then also, you know, would recommend for you to meet, you know, internally as a team to see, you know, where you are and what you can do with it and how it can work for you. And then coming up in November, um, we're going to be running two webinars, two separate sessions, but three in total one with Charity Village, uh, the nonprofit network in Canada, and then also Charity How To, uh, one of our nonprofit uh, resource partners in the States. Um, and so those webinars are going to be November 6th, 13th, and 14th. Uh, and those are free webinars where you can see basically an explanation of what we covered today, but a little bit more in depth and with the visual aid to show you how it works. So if you're you know, interested in more you know, information, highly recommend number one, the Google Nonprofits website. And then number two, uh, yeah, to reach out to me, email me, and then I can uh, you know, send you in the direction of those webinars because uh, they tend to be really helpful for organizations, you know, kind of a one-on-one approach to you know, boosting your online presence with this 10K a month in free advertising. That's super. And we'll make sure that we put some contact information and links in the show notes. Yeah, happy to hear from any nonprofit. Uh, and you know, let me also say that it's not that nonprofits are unable to do this on their own because Google wouldn't create a program where you have to outsource it. It's just simply nonprofits that don't have somebody in-house tend to struggle. David Reese, thank you for your time. Thanks, Greg. Once again, this is Greg Gazin. We appreciate you tuning in. Now, I'm not sure how you joined us, whether you joined us through directly through Toastcaster.com or iTunes, but either way, you can pick up the podcasts there. If you really enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate if you took a moment to leave us some feedback on iTunes because it really helps with our ratings. Plus, also feel free to drop us a line. Tell us what types of things you're interested in, what your Toastmaster specialty is, or what kinds of things you like to speak about. And perhaps maybe we'll even have you on the show. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. This episode was sponsored by Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies. A new book by Greg Gazin, geared to ages 8 to 80. Whether you want to improve your speaking skills or build your confidence, this short read is suitable for all ages. It's available at outsmartingthebutterflies.com. <laughs>